Oh, hey there. How are you? Well, as promised, I will catch you up on what I did this week. Uh, I had two social events. That's like enough to last me a year um, in PJ land. Um, two social events. I went to them. One was full of strangers, which, you know, anxiety level 50. Um, and one from a scale of one to 10. And, um, the other one was being around my music family. So anxiety level a lot lower, but the going out and about also, you know, that, that took a little work. Um, but I did it. That's the biggest takeaway. I did it. I got it done. It wasn't, it wasn't easy, but I got it done. Once I got there, um, you know, I had my first rehearsal and once I got there and we started playing music, it was awesome. So yay us. I did get my ankles bit off by mosquitoes while I was there, (laughs) which I hated it, but you know, what are you going to do? Any old who I thought the best thing for such a stressful week was laughter. And who better than Dukes, AKA Alyssa L. Dukey, comedian extraordinaire. So if you've been going through a tough time, this is a great episode for you. Just put on your fuzzy slippers, kick back, relax, and enjoy this humorous episode of Beauty Reform School. Oh, hi. You stumbled across Beauty Reform School, the podcast that explores beauty, style, reinvention, self-care, all from the perspective of the outside looking in. We pick apart the classics so we can confidently break the mold. And I'm your host, Bad Bad, the artist, the educator, the retail grunt, the problem child. The one who's done it the hard way for decades, and now I'm passing the savings on to you. So bring me your tired, your confused, your weirdos, your others yearning to breathe free. If this sounds like you, grab your pen and grab your scratch pad, and let's figure this crap out together. Right here at Beauty Reform School. I'm very, very thrilled is how I'm doing. Heck yeah. I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled to have you here. Thanks for having me. Of course. Of course. (laughs) Of course, of course. Um, Yeah, you know, Maureen, friend of the pod, was um, probably the only comedian that I've had. And I I love comedians. And uh, I haven't had very many to chat with here on the podcast. So I'm extra excited to have you here. You know, comedians, our beauty is often not the focus of uh, our work. So I'm delighted to be bringing that to the table as a gorgeous comedian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yes. 
because uh you know well here on the here at beauty reform school we 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 have a different view of beauty in general yeah um we don't uh subscribe to the uh to the common views on beauty here we 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 dissect it we look through it we find beauty everywhere so you know and I mean, and I love pomp and circumstance like the next guy, you know, mm -hmm. I love to get all fancied up, but I also appreciate the beauty in everyday things as well. So, Absolutely. you know, that's a lot what comedy is, is yeah. as they are recognizing them for what they are and then talking about it. Well, yeah. Yeah, exactly that. <laughs> So I was scrolling through your fabulous Instagram and giggling and enjoying that. Um, we thank you. Yes. Um, I, okay, just for those, uh, those listeners who have not heard of you, what would be the best way to describe your comedy? I, this is always such a hard uh, question to answer, I feel like, because, you know. It, right. You, you're asking someone to divine their voice, but I think I finally figured it out. So I think this is going to be the first podcast where I have a good answer. So oh, wow. congratulations, PJ. <laughs> um, but uh, my comedy, uh, I like to call high energy theatrical performances mm -hmm. that are trying to decolonize you a little bit while you're laughing. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I well, a little bit. Yeah, I um, I don't know. Comedy has been, we've all had a rough go the last year at least, mm -hmm. but but comedy's had a had a tough go as well. Um, you know, there's been a lot of things regarding like censorship and things of that nature, and now we're redefining what's appropriate for comedy. You know, mm -hmm. that goes around every so every every decade or so, people sure. redefine what's appropriate for comedy. And, you know, I noticed that um, this is my completely unprofessional opinion about mm -hmm. comedy, but I've noticed that comedians break off into different camps regarding this mm -hmm. topic, you know, like some of them are like, you know, screw you, I'm going to just say whatever I want. I don't care who's offended. Yeah. The other camp is just like, you know, trying to rework their, their acts into, you know, into things that are. I don't even want to use the word appropriate, but sure. a little more sensitive to their audiences, I guess. And, you know, and then there are others like yourselves who are, you know, like the, the warriors who go out there and tell it like it is, you know, um, and teach as they go. So. Well, thank you. Yeah. You no, know, I mean, it, it's, it, it's not like, um, I, I will say I didn't go into stand up trying to do that I think right. I kind of had to blend figured out how to blend a couple of parts of myself together to achieve that but um somebody very smart who I can't remember who it was but god bless them they're so such a genius but they said something that really stuck with me it's that um and I and I believe this that you know you're allowed to say whatever you want no one's going to stop you from saying whatever you want it is um your choice to deal with the consequences Right. And I think that's really where it comes in. You know what I mean? And, you know, I like to write a joke that anybody can laugh at. 
mm-hmm. and that everybody feels embraced by. Because if somebody feels bad because of my joke, I feel bad. I don't know. <laughs> I'm a sensitive, okay. yeah. <laughs> sensitive comedian. You know, I um, hurting people's feelings doesn't feel like a good time for me. Mm-hmm. So I try to avoid it personally where I can. And of course I've missed the mark myself many a times. Um, yeah. But uh, that's part of the learning process. Yeah. Yeah. And growing. And uh, yeah, there are plenty of very, very funny people who use their powers who, who I don't, or, or perhaps don't understand the power of their words. Um, <clears throat> you know, the, the things we say to us is a little joke, but someone could go home and say, and start a religion based on it. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that that like happens, but you know, (laughs) words become thoughts, become actions. Yeah. But you know what? I think that sometimes it kind of does in a, in a, in a low key kind of way. Right. I mean, you know, because people are like, Oh, you know what? They're right. Mm -hmm. Therefore I'm going to behave this way. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to reinforce somebody's bad behavior with a, with a joke that I wrote on the bus on the way to work. (laughs) Right. Right. And, and also, you know, you don't even, you know, the, whoever is telling the joke might not even have that intention. Absolutely. You know, they're, they're just saying something because, you know, sarcasm is hilarious. And, mm-hmm. you, know, mm-hmm. and you might say something just kind of be, you might be feeling a little tart that day and you say something smart ass and then you don't realize how deep that goes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. There's, mm-hmm. I mean, if, you know, people are, consuming whatever media I put out for me, that's jokes. And I, I, I take that responsibility. Not, not very lightly, you know, (laughs) I want to make sure I'm, I'm putting something out there that I can, I will always be proud of. Right. Right. Yeah. I had a um, bandmate that used to tease me. Um, We were, were, you know, we had a cover band and Mm -hmm. whenever somebody would bring a kid in, which why, but anyway, (laughs) When somebody would bring a kid into a bar, right? Um, That's a cool kid. Well, okay, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. But they bring the kid into the bar, and I'm in the middle of singing something, and it, it could be, it could be very benign. Like it could yeah. just be some, you know, it's just a cover song, you know. But based off of what cover it is, sometimes we're talking about, you know, sex or this and that, and I just, I can't do it. Yeah. Like, I have a problem. Like, I don't know. It's just something I feel disgusting. Like, I can't sing songs. Like, you know, that CeeLo Green song, you know. We used to sing both versions, you know. But I would be dropping F-bombs, and then a little kid walks in the room, and now all of a sudden I'm singing, like, the clean version. (laughs) You I hear the radio edit real quick. Right. And then my and then my my bandmate's looking at me like, like, I'm changing the lyrics on the spot. She's like, okay. But but you're like I a field trip just walked in here. Yeah, gears. And I, and I don't care. Like one lady said to me, like, oh, don't worry. They you know they've heard worse at home, ha ha ha. But I'm just like, okay, but not for me though. Like, yeah, I don't want to be the one. Like you you know do whatever you want to do at home, but I don't want to be a part of that. Because like, <laughs> that's the kind of person as a child that I would never forget. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the sort of experience I would be like, wow, I remember when I saw PJ cursing on stage and it changed my life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to be the one to change your life that way. Right. 
I have other ways. Not that's not the way I want to do it at all. Yeah, I've definitely you know? had kids in the audience. I mean, with comedy, it's like I I don't know what to tell you. I just go for it. You you chose this path. You know what I mean? I gotta trust. <laughs> I gotta trust. I mean, obviously, if it's a family event, usually they'll tell you in advance. Right. I would hope. One I hope so. But honestly, like, I love, I relate to children so hard that I actually find it quite enjoyable to um, be funny with and for children. They're just right. so much better than we'll ever be. <laughs> right. But um, but that's, that's, a, that's a whole other ball of wax for me you know like yeah. if i know that i'm going to a show where there's going to be children that's totally. a other thing but it's like if i'm if i'm in what feels to be an adult setting and then a kid comes in i'm just yeah, like, i feel like i'm naked you know yeah. <laughs> i feel like i just stepped out of the shower or something i'm like oh my god where's my towel <laughs> you know? i'm exposed yeah uh, no. yeah. yeah so <laughs> moral of the story is leave your kids at home right I mean, come on, like the you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking yeah. about the, the the dark club in the middle of the night. Like, what? What? Why are they there? Like, what? Set, take them home already. This is an official statement. If you're thinking about going to PJ Brown's show, I will personally babysit your child so that you. Thank can you. Everybody Thank who listens to this podcast, just call up Dukes. Your child will have a just as raunchy experience with me. We will yeah. watch. R-rated movies and eat candy until you get home. Problem and I'll teach them how to tell jokes. Problem solved. <laughs> Done. All right. There we have it, everyone. There you go. Don't say that this podcast doesn't provide services because we do. You'll get a whole different child back, but they'll be better. <laughs> they'll be better, I promise. But that's that's you know, that's the choice that you made. Uh-huh. That's what you that's your that's what you decided on. Right. So there you go. Right. Yep. So how long have you been doing comedy anyway? I've been doing stand-up since 2014. And I say that because I kind of feel like I took a year off with the pandemic. So, mm-hmm. but, I mean, I was working the whole, you know, this is imposter syndrome. But yeah. I was on Zoom. <laughs> I was on Zoom this year. But uh, yeah, so I guess about seven seven years, is that? Yeah. Mm. Technically. Yeah. Pandemic included. Yeah, I, I'm I my math is all messed up now with the pandemic. I can't even you know No, I don't know what time is I or don't. I really don't. Various things about myself that I still don't understand. hmm <laughs> I got a text, uh an email actually recently yeah. that someone was asking me to do a show coming up and I was just like, Wow, you guys still even remember I existed? Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. I know. I'm like yeah. Man. Yeah, I'm here. I'm 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 here. Don't yeah. you? <laughs> yep, it's that's yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't know if I could sing the whole song, so I just said. Sang yeah, it. I don't know if you everybody will know what it is. I, I don't know the licensing. We don't know the rules, but that should be fine. That no, that was good enough. I knew. I knew. What yeah. it was. <laughs> I, I definitely do. I threw my fist in there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I threw my fist to the air. So listen, let's um, let's uh, talk about uh, well, since you brought it up, you know, let's talk about let's talk about uh, beauty a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, and this is a question regarding um, 
regarding okay so everybody one of the things that we've discussed during this podcast during this pandemic during this pandemonium pancake yes. breakfast um we've discussed that you know you know beauty has changed a bit through this pandemic of course yep. a lot of people staying home not wearing makeup but you know I, we were urging folks to still do their skincare routines and take care mm-hmm. of their hair and nails and such um how has that changed for you or has it yeah yeah it definitely has i mean you know um i used to wear a full face of makeup every time i left the house to do a show you know what i mean it was a big deal all the foundation and the contour and the baking and all that and i do really enjoy doing makeup mm-hmm. and uh doing that for shows specifically um mm-hmm. because in my real life i tended not to wear it a lot and then you know being inside and you know what helped a lot was tiktok i'm on tiktok for large portions of my day. And one lovely thing I love about that is that you'll see a video with millions of views and it's just someone lying in bed. Yeah. With their hair wrapped up. And I'm like, this person didn't get out of bed Mm -hmm. and their gym jams. Yeah. Doing, doing the thing that I like to do. And that really inspired me to do more like, I was able to care for my body more while yeah. I was at home. Um, I come from a, a, a long line of workaholics. I love to be at work. I was working at like two or three restaurant jobs plus doing comedy. Um, and then, you know, I, all of a sudden I went on unemployment and I was inside every day for hours a day. And I was able to like shower because I wasn't so tired. And I could spend <laughs> yeah. time putting oil on my hair and mm-hmm. spend time doing my face every night. And it really did shift the focus of like what looking good feels for me. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, you know, with mask knee, I had to deal with that. I get, oh, yeah. you get a lot of acne. I have this a little zit thing on right now, actually, which is one reason why I love doing podcasts. <laughs> right. None of you can see that I have this big red thing on my face. But, um, you know, I just focused a lot more on like an inside out sort of beauty rather than a put it all on and, and tie it all up sort of beauty. Um, and that was really nice. And I do really like the way my skin looks, I'm realizing, Uh um, just, just the skin itself. So that, that's been really nice to just like really love my skin on my face. Um, I sound like my own serial killer. I'm like, I love this. <laughs> but I do. Skin is um, amazing that way. When you take care of it, it surprises you. It's so true. It's so true. And then my hair has always been like, I don't know, like, is it my whole personality? Is it the source of my power? You know what I mean? <laughs> I've been loved and hated for it and judged and and revered for it. So it's just like, this ongoing relationship. And so, you know, um, I grew it out. I usually wear it very short. So I grew my hair out. That feels very different. And um, also comfy clothes. I really like that everybody's wearing a a relaxed sort of outfit right now. And we're all sort of like feeling the natural shape of our body a little bit more. I feel like everyone's kind of dressing for their body rather than dressing for what fashion does. At least that's the world that I see through my TikTok and 
Well, yeah, I'm going to co-sign that for you because I just ordered a new caftan. So. Oh, my God. I love caftans. Oh, yeah. I'm a big house dress guy. I have a lot of, like, big big old t-shirts. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Just the best. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Just the best. I, a friend of mine, actually, a couple of years ago, my, my good friend Che Guerrero, very funny, he came over to record his podcast, and I was wearing a flannel house dress with a leopard print bathrobe when he arrived <laughs> and he goes oh i'm sorry did i come at the wrong time and You're i'm like, like no no i'm at my home he's <laughs> like oh did you want to get changed i was like no no, <laughs> no i don't i'm extremely comfortable and ready to do this interview right now he's like i put on jeans as soon as i wake up i'm like you're a madman who <laughs> 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 could do such a thing yeah it's hilarious because sometimes when I send people a message about the podcast, they're just like, oh, so is it a video? Do I need? I'm like, what? No, no. <laughs> huh? like, this is this is for my safety as well, you know. Yeah. No, no, no. no videos will be done at all. No, no, I, I don't think so. I'll be sending you a link and we'll be talking on the phone completely unseen by each other. <laughs> it's one less thing to edit. Yeah. <laughs> one the what? You know what? Even if it wasn't. That wouldn't even be a factor. <laughs> that wouldn't even be a factor. <laughs> You're like, it's it's strictly, this is pajama time. Strictly, I don't want to be presentable right now. So <laughs> my voice is the only thing that I take care of. For yeah, this. warm that up. We're ready I to warm go. that up. And that's it. <laughs> that's all we have. That's all we need. You know, I mean, because for shows, I go all out. Right. Know? I go all out for shows, but that's it. Yeah, me too. I think in between, it's like whatever is in the clean pile. Right. Some mostly. Mostly. Sometimes not even then. Well, well, there's the house dress dresses on hangers, right? Mm -hmm. Rotate through them. Mm -hmm. And then if you do have to actually go outside for more than just like picking up the mail, yeah, you throw on something from the clean pile. It's a complicated system. Yes. You know, it's a delicate ecosystem. It is. And then I have the, you know, I have the house dress that midweek I do the old, the the downy fabric refresher. Oh, yeah. Midweek. And then the end of the week, it's time to give it up. Mm -hmm. Then we have to go on to the next house dress. But. I know it's bad when I've cycled through. I have no house dresses left clean. They're all in the laundry. I'm like, you gotta, you gotta get your life together, Dukes. You gotta, you gotta do something. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's a sad time. I don't like. Yeah, don't it happens. Like, you know, it, but it, but it's all it's my indicator. I'm like, just do the laundry, and it's all up. It's all downhill from here. <laughs> do you have to go out to do your laundry, or do you? No, no. Luckily, we have laundry in the apartment. See, I'm jealous. That's that's yeah. yeah. It's a production to do laundry over here. It's a whole thing. Oh man, I, that is my like baseline. Everything else is gravy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. if there's a dishwasher, if there's outside area, that's great. But it's gotta have because I just won't do the laundry. I won't do it. Yeah. I mean, it, I would probably do it way more if I had one. But, yeah. You know, because I do like fresh sheets a lot. So yes. Fresh sheets and fresh towels, but I would I would probably do it way more for just for that alone. Mm-hmm. 
but uh, yeah, no. So. But it's a whole production. Yeah, I totally get it. I, my first year living in Philly, I had to take, you know, the shopping cart, that the old lady shopping cart, and I took that down, in, and it was like a horrible snowstorm. It was two thousand winter 2010 into 11, and there was just snow and ice everywhere. And I'll never forget the whole cart falling over and my detergent spilling everywhere onto the ice. So the ice was like blue and soapy. Oh, oh no. <laughs> I was like, uh-uh, we're getting laundry in-house next time. Forget it. Yeah, I tried. This time when I moved into this place, I was hoping, but I was on, I was on a time crunch and this was the best place that I had found. And I, and you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, it, I yes. had, it was like, look, you can't you can't be choosy right now. You're on, you're on the time crunch. <laughs> I ended up doing, there's like a, a sustainable laundry service who employs like um, unhoused people and uh, they're really great and the price is right. It's called Wash Cycle Laundry. It's all also like eco-friendly. Mm -hmm. and, uh, they pick up and fold and um, and I had great service from them. So I highly recommend that if you can. I'm going to write that down because you know what's funny? I've wanted to do a laundry service for a long time, but I yeah. had the, the one thing that helped that held me back was I was like, well, I'm not going to give them my socks and my undergarments. Right. Like I can't do that. Yeah. That doesn't feel, yeah. Well, especially, you know, you don't know how they're washing it. If they're, you know, I like to hang dry my stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, there was that, but, th but I'm like, okay, but that doesn't, that's not shouldn't hold you back from getting wash service. Like right. you can hand wash your delicates. Like, yeah. You do that. So yeah. I'm thinking it's, I think it's time. Yeah, send the rest out. You know, one time my cousin, who was a bartender, we both did the service. She left like 300 bucks in her pocket or something, and they sent it back. <laughs> wow, okay. <laughs> so. Wow. All right, well, that's, 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 that's an endorsement a, if I ever heard one. I know. <laughs> so they will be careful with whatever sort of <laughs> delicate items, underwear or no, that you have to send it. <laughs> I have to. Um, I thank you for that tip. Um, and I'm I'm assuming that's a that's a is that a Philly thing? Um, I don't know if they're everywhere, but I I just you know I did the research all those years ago, and I was like, wow, I this this works for me. <laughs> okay, well, I'm gonna get the link, y'all, and I'm gonna put it at the usual place at beautyreformschool.com if you want to check it out. I will put that link there and. Uh, because I, I, I really feel that that needs to happen. That mm -hmm. really does need to happen um, in my life, especially. Yeah. I don't know if, if anyone else feels this way or if you're in the same boat where you don't have your own washing machine. But, uh, yeah, so I feel like that needs to totally happen. Totally. I'm all about delegating tasks that I cannot accomplish. Agreed. I just, you know, if I can't do it, some somebody else gets paid to. And I would be delighted yeah. Well, I wasn't, I was, you know, I had a whole routine going pre-pandemic. Oh, yeah. In the laundry. Um, But then when the pandemic hit, I was like, I'm not going in the laundry mat. Like, oh, I'm, my gosh. Yeah. I am not. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. so, I was like, that's not happening. So I had to start going pioneer woman style and I, like, you know, beating rocks up against, you know, beating clothes up against rocks and stuff. Because I was just like, I'm not going out there at all. So. <laughs> You know, but luckily I was just wearing a house dress every so often, so sure. I didn't really have a lot of laundry to do. <laughs> you know, and I just kept buying new sheets from Amazon, so like, I <laughs> handled that. You know, yeah, you're like we're not even no, we're <laughs> starting all over again. I was like, I, oh look, my sheets need to be washed. Time to order another set. Yep. 
I got into bamboo sheets. Love them. Nice. Nice. They're, 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 I'm told they're very cool. Is that true? Yes, it is. I'm a very hot sleeper. So same, same here. Yeah, the, uh, these were a game changer. Okay, okay. That's another little note I got to make for myself. Okay, well, this is just the this is just the PJ shopping list episode. Okay. I know. I tend to. I I always do this. I'm like, listen. So. <laughs> well, no, I do. A. Hey, you know what? I need. I I love. That's why I like talking to people because it just tells they they either have great tips or they remind me of something that uh-huh. been meaning to do or need or want to watch or read or whatever. So it's it's really good. Yeah, and so um, even though, and then just you know, quiet, slight brag, you know, slight flex. Um, I do have listeners from all over the world, so I'm so sorry that the uh, laundromat won't go to you, but. <laughs> If I find some international ones, I'll post those at some point too. Or you tell me and I can share them with the listeners. Speaking of international though, I love the little clip that you had on Instagram where you were talking about where you were from. Yeah. Wait, thank you. I, uh, yeah, that was, that's a, a fun newer joke that I've been enjoying. Yeah, that was, that was hilarious because at, at this point, and I'm not even going to tell y'all the joke. I want you guys to go on over to Instagram and watch it because it's funny. But um, but I will say this about it, that, you know, I've never more so felt that joke than I have this last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, this last few years, I've not felt that joke has not resonated more with me than I felt. And that's just just so it's like, you know, just as an American feeling like you know we're always taught growing up i was taught growing up anyway that america was you know america we're number one you know yeah. blah, 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 blah. and that's how we were raised and then as this pandemic has taken place and as the things prior to the pandemic has taken place um mm-hmm. i was like okay maybe we're number 35 38 <laughs> perhaps i don't know yeah I was like oh okay so we're not as hot shit as I thought okay yeah. cool. all right cool cool yeah probably yeah, I was crazy. Like, wow. okay. <laughs> huh how about that yeah. yeah yeah it is it's just um and and what's funny about that bit and a lot of like my bits about my identity is I mean I started doing stand-up because people would ask me these questions legit. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of my jokes start with a question somebody's asked me and that is a true response. And so I got these questions so often that I had to come up with a response that wasn't boring to me. Right. right. Cause when you answer something so often you're like, okay, well you got to come up with a good answer. It's got to be quick and fun. You know, at least this is what I'm doing in my fucked up labyrinthine brain. Mm-hmm. But, um, I, uh, <laughs> so, you know, I just come up with these answers and, and I do, I am, I mean, I am kind of a dick. I like to show people <laughs> that they're wrong right? while I'm making them laugh or making yeah. the people around them laugh. So right. I guess maybe I am a little mean in my comedy, but, um, it's for a good cause, <laughs> you know, but like, I'll tell you you're wrong while you're laughing at yourself. Well, I you think. know what? My mom had the best saying that I keep to this mm-hmm. day, which is tact is the ability to tell someone to go to hell in such a way that they look forward to the trip. <laughs> That's so good. 
and uh, I keep that. I keep that close to my to to my heart um, because it's it's true. Number one, and it is effective if you yeah. if you're good at it. And you know, like I feel like in a way, your comedy definitely embodies that. You know, it's like people are just like laughing and they're like, ha, 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 ha. and then later they're like, oh wait a minute, um, hmm, oh, yeah. <laughs> What about that? How about that? You know, like, so that's that's good though. Because that's, that's great. That's a great uh, compliment. Yeah, I, I do think about when I tell that joke. Like, how many people didn't know that right. but laughed? You know what I mean? Like, I like that's new information for a lot of Americans that I tell that joke. I think so. I think it is. Um, and, and I love that. <laughs> yeah, I think it is. So I, I feel. I feel. Um, I feel very close to you right now, Dukes, and I... Right, right back at you. I feel like you're right here in my guest room with me. <laughs> We're both sitting there in our house coats. Um, in our house coats. Right. <laughs> By the window. I was just wondering if I could ask you um, um, a, a more personal question. Um, sure. So, um, so, yeah. So, a while back, I did a... 100% face plant. This was years ago. Years oh ago. It was, it was, it was really, it was bad. And I felt horrible about it. It haunted me for years. I felt terrible, terrible, terrible about it. And it was about gender pronouns. Mm -hmm. And I was, um, the short version of the story was I was, uh, very, very nervous. I was doing, I was teaching a class and I was very nervous because I wanted to do my best. And I was with, um, I was with a group of trans people and some uh, non-binary people and um, I misgendered someone. Mm -hmm. Part of that, part of that um, problem at the time was that the person that I misgendered was very um, female presenting. Mm -hmm. And as soon as, um, as soon as they reminded me that I, that I misgendered them, I was horrified, of course, and I apologized profusely. Um, but my apology wasn't good enough. Mm -hmm. And they were very, very upset. And then their upset turned into like really became very rude and very aggressive. And I was like, I just wanted to crawl into a hole and die. Um, yeah. Um, but the reason I'm telling this story is because I wanted your take on this because we talk about, you know, we talk about respect for all here. We talk about um, genders here. We talk about non-binary. We talk about LGBTQIA plus, 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 plus. We talk about all of that and we also talk about it from a perspective, not only just how to be a respectful human to other humans, but I know for a fact that a lot of people are learning this is new, even though it doesn't feel new for the queer community, it feels new for certain people in the world trying to do the right thing, mm -hmm. you know? So your thoughts on, your thoughts on for someone who is, trying desperately to learn a new language, trying desperately to be, 
I'm not even going to go so far as to say an ally, but just be a respectful human to other humans. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts, please? I've been thinking about this a lot. On, um, I'm glad you, you brought it up. Um, I don't know the situation that you were in, so I don't uh, even speak about that. And I don't want to speak for everybody. Um, but, you know, um, pe- people make a lot of analogies mm-hmm. you know, uh, for me one of the experiences I had when I came out as non-binary was people saying well I'll do my best to remember and it's like do you say that when your friend changes their name when they get married right or do you say congratulations and get them a present right. and that's kind of how I felt you know yeah. it's kind of like I I just, I finally get to be me and you're making it about you. And um, that doesn't feel right. And that goes with the apologizing when you mess up somebody's pronouns, right? Like for me personally, I mean, obviously I love to be the center of attention, but for Mm -hmm. the right things and when I control it, you know? So if someone misgenders me and then goes on and on about how I'm so sorry, you know, you just look so pretty in your makeup and da, 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 and I just, you know, I did the, I just, you can, you could have said, I'm sorry and moved on. Yeah. You know, a, a lot of, a lot of people just for me, for me, not for a lot of people, but for me, it's just about being right. Mm-hmm. It's all about existing and whatever someone's reaction to me is, I just want to be like, for example, if I've told somebody my pronouns and they're close to me and they make no effort to use my correct pronouns, right. They're my preferred pronouns. They're my correct pronouns. Right. You know, this is, it's not a preference. Mm -hmm. This is my gender. I have always been this way and I always will be. Mm -hmm. If I've told someone and they, have not taken the time to fix it or figure it out. You know, like if I love somebody, I'm going to sit there and, and think about it. And so I don't correct people if they're close to me and they get it wrong because I'm exhausted and I shouldn't have to personally. Um, but <laughs> I'm also a very dismissive person. <laughs> Happy to get cut people out of my life at any given moment. Um, but you know, I, I believe that if, if you cared about me, you'd do it and I'm not going to waste my time fixing your mistakes is, yeah. is how I approach it. Um, I, what is the question that I was asked though? <laughs> no, you kind of, you kind of answered it. I just okay. wanted to know your thoughts. On, yeah. Yeah. On, and I think, I think the, the primary question was your advice to people who are trying to, their best to learn that language? Yeah, because it's not about you, is my, is my advice. It's not about you. Make it about the other person. Right. Make it about that other person existing in a way where they don't have to think about their gender because you're not making it a big fucking deal. Well, in my specific case, it was, for me, I can say it was nerves and a slip of the tongue. Mm-hmm. That's what it was for me. That's understandable. That happens. Um, and also I, that was the first time I had been in a room Mm -hmm. where I had to know everyone's gender pronouns. 
Mm-hmm. Um, because and then ironically, they're um we were we were they were supposed to everybody was supposed to have name tags with their pronouns on them, which we did not have. So I had to try to remember everyone's pronouns. And when I was in the process of teaching, I was nervous and I forgot and made the slip. Um, so, and mind you, these are all people I had just met. They were, I had never um, met them before. So I didn't have any prior experience with their pronouns. It was all brand new. Um, but that was, that was horrific. And I felt terrible about it like I, I literally and I have social anxiety anyway so sure. that just that just made me be like okay no, oh no more people for me that's fine mm-hmm. you know like I'll just never talk to humans ever again in life that's that's that'll be fine but I had to get past that you know and um you know I had to find a way to to deal with it by myself and like you know and when I say deal with it it's like I do agree that it's not about me, but it is about me regarding remembering what I need to remember when I talk to people, you know? Yeah. I think um, one thing that um, I think personally helps is just uh, from, you know, from here, we can't change what happened in the past. Um, But, you know, what we can do moving forward is never assume, you know? That, well, I learned that lesson for sure. Yeah. I and what's so interesting about, about gender and the way the way you and I and possibly the people listening to this, but I, you know, we can't say for sure, but the way that we view gender is is colonized. Yeah. You know what I mean? You yeah. know, in my culture, men wear what you would call a dress. Right. And in other cultures, men wear eye makeup. Right. And so, and, you know, it, it's and there are lots and lots of cultures where people have uh, non-binary genders or trans people built into the community. Yeah. So everything that you assume when you meet somebody is a white supremacist patriarchal view of that person, whether we like it or not. Yeah. So what we can do is approach people by not assuming. Mm-hmm what they're bringing to the table because everyone is unknowable and limitless and so beautiful as they are. Yeah. And to go in as a blank slate for me is such a blessing when I'm approached that way. You know what I mean? I don't want anyone to assume anything based on my race. Right. Right. And I don't want anyone to assume anything based on my gender. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one way that people can decolonize themselves as well as you know fighting against like the harm that societal gender norms have done to us yeah we have all suffered at the hands of them and um you know i'm here for you well i think you hit the nail on the head when you said just blank slate you know don't go in with any any kind of, you know, expectations or, or don't make any decisions Mm -hmm. prior, you know, when you're dealing with a person, you just, you're dealing with a person, just like when you say, Hey, what's your name? You know, Mm -hmm. when you first meet someone, when you say, what's your name, they tell you their name and then you, that's what you call them the rest of their lives. Yeah. (laughs) It's the same thing with a gender, truly. Like if you meet a person and you get into conversation about gender, um, or pronouns, then 
that's the pronoun you use for them yeah. the rest of their like you know like it's that's it like it's right. just that simple you know from from that moment on that's what you do and that is that's that's helped me immensely you know like mm-hmm. i that's just helped me immensely like when i meet people now i do not you know i will ask them and my job um when my job began began asking clients their pronouns mm-hmm. And that did help me a lot when um, when we started doing that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, but so, but I know that some people, you know, I know some people, they struggle with it. And, you know, especially, especially some people who, like I said, social anxiety, things like that. They don't, we already, people with social anxiety are already terrified to open their mouth mm-hmm. anyway, because we always think we're going to say something horrifying. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I have a lot of social anxiety, too. And... Yeah. I've done a lot of, I've spent a lot of my life studying acting. And one of the ways that I mask a lot of my behaviors is by acting very cool. <laughs> People often tell me that I act very cool and aloof, but a lot of that is just, I'm really trying to hide what's going on. And one of the ways that I do that is by practicing. And you can go home and you can just sit there and you can be watching TV and you can just say, they pick the paper up and they put it on the desk. <clears throat> you, uh, if you have somebody in your life who's important for you to remember their pronouns and you're having trouble, get a picture of them and uh, tape a post-it with their proper pronouns on it. Yeah. And you can look at that and you can practice it and you can sit at home and you can say, Jamie told me that they had a good time at the movie theater and you can just keep practicing it at home. And then when you see them and you've done that work, and it doesn't have to be a big deal. They'll feel so embraced by you. Right. Yeah. And it is just as simple as like, it's funny that you should, that you mentioned before, like, you know, you don't want to be, you don't want assumptions made up for you. Yes. You don't want people to. Based on anything. Uh, my clothes, my. Yeah. Your clothes, your race, like yeah. you know, just anything. Like yeah. even, even what you do, your profession, you sure. know, like you say, like, you know, I, I have had situations where, you know, people are like, oh, what do you do or whatever? And I just say, and I never know what to say because uh-huh. I do a lot of stuff, you know, right. like, I don't want, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to be boxed in by one thing. Like I'm mm-hmm. not, I'm not just an artist. I'm not just a musician. I'm not just mm-hmm. a podcaster. I'm not just a writer. I'm not just a, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it's like, I'll say artist sometimes because it's a broad brush and I can just say, oh, I'm an artist, you know? But, but it, it's the same, you know, if people think of it, of other people in those terms as well, that maybe they don't, maybe they don't want to use, they don't want to be put in a box either. Mm-hmm. So just, yeah, you know, if you, you say, Hey, how are you? What's your name? The person tells you their name. You can ask them what their pronouns are. The best way to do that is honestly to offer yours. Like, Hey. My name's Alyssa. My pronouns are they, them. Nice to meet you. And then people can follow suit if they want. Because you don't want to force somebody to answer yeah. questions. Some people are still in the questioning phase. That could put them into a tailspin, speaking of anxiety. So I like to offer mine. Make everybody in the room, let everybody in the room know that, like, that's what we do here. Right. And then also, <laughs> you know, what's funny is I've had, like I told you, my job had us starting to ask people their pronouns. And um, there were times that, I, that I'd say, you know, um, you know, and I had my pronouns on my name tag and I said, you know, I'm PJ or whatever. And then 
I was like, oh, what's your name? And, you know, they would tell me and I'd say, what, what, are, your, what are your pronouns? And I'd have, um, it, it was usually nine times out of 10 cis women, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> but they would just be like, I'm a woman. Can't you tell? I'm like, all right, all right, calm yeah. down. Like, can't you, like, you don't know where this conversation is going. Like, relax. Like, yeah. I don't, you know, just chill out. Like, I really need you to chill. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, um, they, they could read a book or something. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm like, just, I was like, I was like, let's not do that. Like, not the not, internet. Not realize what we're doing here. Like, yeah, you're not helping. Sit down, Carol. But, um, yeah. So I uh, thank you for that because yeah. I, I really, you know, I've done, I've done my, you know, I've, I've worked on healing from that horrible moment in my life. Mm-hmm. And I've, as a result, I'm, I am very hyper aware now, uh, you know, because of that. So I guess if there was one good thing that came from that, it was that, that I'm hypersensitive and hyper aware. So, you know, I, I've gone above and beyond to make sure that I don't have that kind of accident again. Yeah. And, um, and I also use my podcast to educate about it because I know that there are some people who are just like me who mm-hmm. who have some of those fears and don't know the best way to go about things and are worried about it and feel awkward around people, you know, because they don't want to do the wrong thing. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I really hear what you're saying and um, channeling anxiety is is uh is something also that i that i find like redirecting that energy helpful for me especially as a performer you know when i'm going on stage i can redirect anxiety into adrenaline and uh it makes me funny you know what i mean yeah but another way you can redirect that anxiety you know you're feeling like i have anxiety that i'm going to do something wrong but perhaps we can refunnel that anxiety into and a kinetic energy of how can I work to love this person that I just met the best? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that be, worry about that, right? Don't worry about getting it right or wrong. Worry right. about loving the person. The best. I like that. Being compassionate. Mm-hmm. I like that. Whatever that means. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, because I mean, like, if I had my druthers, mm-hmm. I would speak to every, I would speak to people maybe once a week. Yeah. <laughs> that would be like anybody, you know. Yeah, no, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm in that camp. Yeah, I, I kind of like it's, it's like it's one me in every season of Survivor for the rest of my life. If I had, if I've spoken to three people in a day, I need a nap the next day. Yeah, like I needed a me time <laughs> after that. Like I need to recharge. Yep. So. So it's, I, I get that. it, you know, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's not even my favorite thing to do. So I don't want to yeah. mess it up when I do it on top of that. <laughs> That's one nice thing about not working in a restaurant anymore is I used to use all of my people energy at the restaurant and then I wouldn't have any for stand up. So now I can have all of my people energy for stand up. Yeah. It's yeah. It's really great. I've experienced that as well. And there've been it's times hard. that I've actually done shows after working all day. Yeah. And that is tough. It, it really is. You can only do so much. That is super tough. That really, really is. It takes, it takes a lot of strength. Yes. Yeah, spending t- like 12 hours just with people and not alone is, oh boy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's going to be the, that's the biggest challenge I'm facing um, 
the um, my job is allegedly supposed to reopen in September, and oh, I'm already mentally trying to prepare for f- seeing people every single day. Yeah, and dealing with personalities every single day. So that's. I wish you the best. <laughs> Thank you. Do you get stoned? You should. You. That's what I had to do. <laughs> you know what? It's funny because the the instances that I've ever um, experienced that, which I can count on half a hand, uh-huh. um, always ended with me sleeping for hours. See, so, that would solve the problem. You wouldn't have to interact with anybody. You'd be out. <laughs> I was like, this isn't for me because <laughs> I just fall asleep hard for hours and I miss everything. So it's not really for me. <laughs> that's not the one all right well yeah it was because i i literally woke up at the end of a party with everyone going. oh man like oh everyone left oh okay all right <laughs> i i you know i thought i was just you know i thought i had nodded off for a moment but no i missed the rest of the party so Mm-mm. not for me <laughs> not for me so um but i do enjoy a good cbd gummy from time to time cbd is magic it is. I do. I, that was nice. I enjoyed the CBD gummies. That was pretty cool. Um, that I found that to be helpful. So yeah, I guess I'll stick to that because yeah, I, CBD know, makes me feel cozy. I'm a big fan of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't go. I can't go whole hog though. That's just that's too much for me. Yeah, <laughs> it makes me go night night. Just a little, just a little. Yeah, one of them little candies. They're good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the other one is. I need. It, yes, it's if I have anything to do. That it's not. That's not for me. Oh yeah, no. You gotta you gotta plan a whole day around it. <laughs> you gotta plan a whole day around it. I was in Portland where it's legal, so the story is one hundred percent legal. I b- got a gummy, and uh, when I landed there, there's a place right outside of the airport. When you land in Portland, it's open twenty four hours. God, wow. Yes. So I went right there. <laughs> I. I was such an East coaster on the West coast and I walk in there and I was like, hello, I would like two of these, three of these. Da, 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 da. And the girl was like, um, okay. Whoo. And I was like, okay, I got to slow down <laughs> <laughs> on the West coast. <laughs> and uh, so we took it one thing at a time, but I, I got this gummy and I was like, this looks great. I'll just eat this tomorrow. She's like, you're going to have to cut that into like three or four pieces. I was like, nah, dude, I'm good. It's like what? Five milligrams. She's like, yeah, but it's like, really strong i'm like no way i ended up eating that thing on a wine tour the next day oh my god best day of my life <laughs> best day of my I life thought you were gonna say you were sleeping in, in between the rows in the vineyard or something no no no. i was the vineyard it was amazing wow it was a great day <laughs> okay so much pinot noir it was delicious oh my goodness it was a good day so the so in conclusion, you didn't have to cut it into five pieces. I mean, I probably should have. I was a little zooted, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I'd also like lost my luggage. Like so, in every picture, I'm in the clothes you wear on the airplane, right? Oh, like oh, it was yeah. like I wasn't supposed to see anybody, right? These clothes, right. And, and so I'm in the. <laughs> I'm in these like day old plain clothes. My eyes are non-existent, but I'm also like 
wasted from drinking wine all day. So every picture I look very happy, but like exhausted and <laughs> just like I've been through it, which I kind of had. That's like that six in one hand, half a dozen in the other thing. That's mm -hmm. It's like, it was, was it bad? Was it good? Like I, I had a great time, but like, did I have an amazing time? Right. It wasn't ideal. However, I could have done it lemons, better. Lemonade out of lemons. I guess. Yeah. I but cause I really wanted those cute vineyard pictures, you know, like right. you want to look cute in the vineyard. You I wanted to be Pinterest ready, but no, I looked like somebody's auntie. <laughs> who got into the wrong cookies at the vineyard. <laughs> yeah. That's what, that's what I looked like. It was rough. <laughs> oh, my. Well, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. They love me. I, I still had a good time. Got some great wine. <laughs> this has been an incredible conversation. I am thrilled that we had it. Thank you so much. Yes, this has been wonderful. I appreciate it. Yes, it's been great. And if you want to check, I already told you all to check out Dudes on the Instagram. Um, I will have that link, of course, in, on the blog as well. And um, you, uh, you also have your podcast, which is called Makeup or Breakup. Yep. Go check that out as well. I will also have a link for that as soon as I... Uh, as, when, as soon as this episode comes out, it will be on the blog of the usual place at beautyreformschool.com. Yes, it will. So thank you ever, ever, ever so much. If you want to come back and chat and make me laugh by any, by any, uh, by, and I don't mean make me laugh like here, go, go to work. I mean, you alone make me laugh. So you just be your fabulous. It's always the goal. Yes, I'm not. I'm not a funny <laughs> joke kind of girl. I'm not I'll bring my little hat with the bells on it. Yeah, I'm not that. But I'm just saying, just you alone makes me chuckle. So, <laughs> if you ever want to come and chit chat again, you're welcome. Thanks, you. You're always welcome here at beautyreformschool.com. Well, not .com at Beauty Reform School Podcast. And I just thank you ever so much for taking time out of your day to chat with me, you and your fuzzy slippers. <laughs> Thanks so much. It's been it's been a treat. Oh, awesome. All right. Well, you have the best day. Thanks. You too. Okay. Bye. Bye. So I hope that you're plugging along. I really do. I hope you had a moment. I hope listening to this podcast gave you a moment to sit back and relax and have some fun. I hope it gave you a chance, even if you were listening to it while you were working, I hope it gave you a chance to chuckle a bit and just kind of get it all out. And if you catch yourself in a big old knot of tension, just remember the basics. Unclench your jaw. Take the, your tongue off the roof of your mouth. Relax your shoulders. Roll your neck around a little bit and exhale. As I say all the time, this is a marathon, not a sprint. And don't expect to get it all done in a day or a week even, or even a month. There are phases to this thing. And we're getting through it, all of us together. 
thanks once again to Dukes for coming and having such a wonderful conversation. I really, really appreciated it. And I hope that for those of you who are struggling with some of those issues, I hope you got something out of it too. Dukes is incredible. And there are lots of other incredible people out there. I'm just waiting to talk to them. So if you know some of these incredible people, send them my way so we can get their stories. I'd love, love to hear from them. If you don't know how to do that yet, you just go to Instagram at Beauty Reform School, send me a message, or you can go to Facebook, also Beauty Reform School, and send me a message, or you can go right to the source at the usual place at beautyreformschool.com. And I want to thank you so much for your listenership. And thank you in advance for your listenership in the future. And pencils down. Class is dismissed. And I'll see you next week.